I neglected to mention another one that has done a magnificent job. And the reason I'm bringing this up at this time because it's pertaining to my message. On next Saturday and the Saturday following that, Reverend Clifford Register has put together some evangelism training that I've asked every member to be a part of. And the reason why is because I want to equip you for evangelism and outreach ministry. God needs to equip us before he can use us. And so we want to make sure that you are equipped when we do go out, when we do begin to go out and reach the lost for Christ. And so my messages have been tailored around evangelism. And the message this morning is tailored around evangelism. Sometimes I know that you perhaps say, Pastor, why do you keep telling us the same things over and over and over again? Well, because sometimes that's what it takes. It takes repetitive teaching and preaching before some of us will get it. So I'm going to begin this message with a story of a kingdom that had a great king. This king was great and he was majestic. But he wasn't like your average king. He didn't have, have that God-like quality about himself. He believed in looking out for the people who were under his rule. As a matter of fact, he was pretty good to them. But just like any other king, he sought to expand his kingdom. And so quite naturally, he would send his military out. And they would go and they would conquer lands and, and other cities. The difference here is that, that he did not go into utterly destroy the people of that city. He went in that he might have an opportunity to send in ambassadors that might persuade the people to come up underneath his rule. This king did not rule by an iron fist. He wanted people to have the choice to be able to choose to be up underneath his leadership. He did not want to bring them back to the kingdom palace in the kingdom area. He wanted them to stay in their lands, but yet take on another citizenship. And so once he had conquered the cities, he would send in his ambassadors. His two ambassadors were his two sons. The older son was nothing like his father. He ruled the people who were up underneath him with intimidation. But the father sent him anyway. And when he went into the city, instead of him compassionately drawing the people in and getting them to understand that it is a benefit and a blessing for you to be up underneath the king's rule, he fell in line with what the people were doing of the city and forgot all about what his purpose was in the city. Conversely, he sent his younger son in there. 
who had his daddy's heart. He went in and he convinced the people through dialogue, through engagement, through demonstrating his own compassion for them that this was the best place to be. Well, when both brothers came back to give their report unto their father, the youngest boy came back as an ambassador. The older son came back as an embarrassment. And that's what I want to preach today. Be an ambassador, not an embarrassment. A scripture is taken from 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Verse number 17, we'll read to the end of the chapter. Say amen when you have it. Second Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Somebody say new. And all things are of God, who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them and have committed them unto us the words of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us we pray you in Christ, stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Every blood-washed believer is called to be an ambassador. Understanding what an ambassador is, is a diplomat. An ambassador or a diplomat speaks on behalf of a higher authority. As a matter of fact, the ambassador really has no authority in and of himself or herself. But you're there to represent a kingdom. You're there to represent another nation. The United States of America has multiple different ambassadors that are all throughout the world. And their primary job is to speak on the behalf of the United States of America. Every, every blood-washed believer is a citizen of another kingdom. Whether you know it or not, we have kingdom citizenship. The kingdom of heaven, we belong to the kingdom of heaven. 
And so therefore, we have what's known as a dual citizenship. Yes, I'm a citizen of the United States of America, but I have a higher calling that comes from God. And I have a duty and a responsibility, an obligation, or however you want to put it, to speak on God's behalf. Whether you're doing it or not, you have that obligation. But understand this. Understand that there are some qualifications for being an ambassador. The first qualification is that, first and first foremost, you must be a citizen of the kingdom. In other words, you must be saved in order to engage people and represent God to this wicked generation in which we live in. Because there is a perverse generation that needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. And realizing that, that, that when you become the citizen of this kingdom, God gives you some new stuff. The first thing that he gives you, he gives you a new identity. We, we, we have a new identity in Christ Jesus. The moment you accept Christ and the Holy Spirit comes in and seals you to the day of redemption, you have a new identity. You, you, you are no longer that old man. This is what the scripture says here. This is what it says. It says, it says therefore, if any man be in Christ, well, what does it mean to be in Christ? It means, it means to be baptized into his death. It means that you now identify with Jesus Christ. Whereas beforehand, you identified with yourself and your family, your community. You identify with so many different other things, but now you identify with Christ. So, 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 so it's no longer about what you think or how you feel. It, it's about what God says. It, it, it's what God wants out of my life. Why? Because I have a new identity. I've, I've, been, I've been buried with Christ. That old life is dead. I'm crucifying the flesh every day. Why? Because I have a new identity. And, and listen, th th this is key. This is key because if you're going to be an ambassador, you're trying to reach people, and people want something that does not look like them. Yeah, you, you missed that one. You missed that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they don't want the same old, same old. They, they, they want something that's new, something that's fresh. They, 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 they don't just want churchgoers. Hello, somebody. They want to see somebody who has been born again, who has been changed by the power of God. And the only way that that can happen is that you are in Christ Jesus. And here's what it looks like. You're in Christ Jesus, but Christ Jesus is in you as well. This is a personal relationship that I've entered in with Christ. This is what really changed me from the inside out. He said, if anyone be in Christ... Listen here, he is a refreshed Christian. No, 
He is a new creature. And understand that just like God created Adam, just like he created Eve, in this new birth experience, it's the God of our, our, our soul that created a new creature in us. We are still the creature. He's still the creator. You cannot come into this new relationship, this new identity on your own, unless the Spirit of God draw you, unless he convicts your heart and let you know that, hey, there's something wrong with me. I need to get right with God. That's why I didn't say, I'm not, I'm not eager. I, I ain't rushing folk down no aisles to join no church. Got enough of those folk. I, 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 want, I want that real transformation that happens in the life of an individual. I want, I want the Holy Spirit to just get on your last nerve, let you know that, hey, listen, I've been trying to get your attention for a long time. And I love you so much, I'm not going to stop until you get right. This, this is the new identity that we have in Christ. But, but, but not only do we have a new identity, but we got a new nature. We got a new nature in Christ Jesus. He goes on and says, that, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Listen, old things are what passed away. Behold, all things are become new. God desires to do a new thing in your life. When you give your life to Christ, that old man is still there. But now you have this new man that has come in and has taken up residence inside of you. And usually here's what it looks like. Usually on the inside of you, even though you cannot see it, you can perhaps feel it. There's a war going on inside of a true believer. Yes, there is. Because, because the flesh will always war against the spirit and the spirit will always war against the flesh. But when it comes down to it, it's up to you which one is going to win. Which one will you pay more attention to? Will you pay more attention to the flesh? Satisfying your flesh? Will you pay attention to the spirit with desires to conform you into the image of Jesus Christ? You're, you're, you're becoming a new creature in Christ Jesus. This, this is really what's known as the sanctification process. All of us that have been born again, that have been justified, are now being sanctified. In other words, you ought to look better today than you did yesterday. You, you ought to be treating people a little bit better today than you did on yesterday. Every, every night, I know we fall back, you know, and so on and so forth, but that, that's the beauty of repentance. Because the power of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer will be constantly convicting the believer. I have a problem when you can just sin and sin and it just don't bother you. I got, I got a problem with that. Because I know how the Holy Spirit works on me. Listen, and we keep wanting to put all these on these big sins, but there's a greater sin than the big sin that you're talking about. The greatest sin that you can have is sit up here and ignore what God's word is saying to you. The greatest sin is when you leave out of here and you disregard everything that God has told you to do. 
You have the sin of, of omission. I have the sin of omission. There's some things that I know God has said to do, and I said, no, I, I, I'm not going to do it. I ain't said it out loud. I don't want God to kill me dead. <laughs> but I did it by my actions. I, be, I did it by my inactions. I did not do it. When you don't come out and participate in the things that are needed for spiritual growth, you're being disobedient to the Spirit of God. When, when, you, when you don't come to prayer meeting like you ought to, like your pastor has asked you to, you're being disobedient to the Spirit because the Spirit gives us the ability to be able to pray. He tells us that we can come before the presence of God and ask for things. We need to come together as a corporate prayer, come together as a church. That should be, listen, we should be packing out this church on prayer meeting. They mentioned Bible study. We're starting back up. I heard a few claps. Everybody in the church should have been standing up clapping. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about the word of God. I am. I, I'm a, I mean, listen, anytime I can sit down and get the word of God. Let, let me tell you something. Metsy started on yesterday, and I was in attendance. And I recommend everybody get in attendance with Metsy. And I, and, I, and I shared with some of the people, uh, one of the preachers at Massey, I said, listen, let me tell you something. Macedonian Baptist Church, we're going to get all the free education we can. And if Massey is providing some education, there's some good classes that are going on with Massey, you need to get in there. Every, every time you have an opportunity to get the word of God, you should be getting to it. Why? Because it's going to equip you. Y'all got a little quiet there. I, listen, I feel you. I feel you. But I'm going to preach it anyway. Because this is what God expects of us. This, this is what's needful for us. You wonder why you keep struggling and get beat up by the devil. Because you're still too young in God. Some of us need to grow up in God. So, so some of us need to get over ourselves. And realize that it's not about any of us. It's not about what I want. I, I, listen, it doesn't matter what I want. If it's not what God wants, I don't want it either. So here we have a new identity. And then we have a new nature. That new nature comes by what God has done in our lives. You say, well, preacher, what did God do for us? Well, besides the fact that he sent Jesus Christ to die for our sins, it was him that drew us, and it was him that reconciled us unto himself. That's what verse 18 says. He says that all things are of God. In other words, God is sovereign in what he does. He is a sovereign God. He does what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it. Listen here, because of that, because of his sovereignty, God has reconciled us or redeemed us unto himself. And understand that it was an awesome price that was paid for God to redeem us. It, it didn't come because you walked down the aisle and sat in this chair. That's not, that had nothing to do with your redemption. Your redemption goes way back over 2,000 years ago. 
where the price was paid for you. Listen here. And the Bible said that Christ became a propitiation for our sins. In other words, Christ satisfied all the wrath that God had for us. It was poured out on Christ at Calvary. That's what he did for us. He poured it out on Jesus Christ. What we deserved was given to Christ. And what Christ deserved was given to us. That's amazing. But God loved us so much that he brought us back in. We, we, at one time, we were strangers to God. We were exiled from God. But God, by his sovereign grace and his undying love for us, saved us by his grace. And all it took for me was to put my faith in him, to trust him, to believe in him, to trust him, to obey him. That's all it took for me to do. It's the simplicity of the gospel message. Nothing simple about the gospel, but the message, receiving the message. What's the problem with us? And listen here, scripture says here that because we've been reconciled, because God loved us so much, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in it should not perish but have eternal life. Because of this, it says that, 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 that all of us that have been reconciled now have the ministry of reconciliation. So, 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 so here we, is. we have a, a new identity, a new nature, but now we have a new purpose. We got a new purpose. And our purpose is to share the gospel with this world. The same gospel that saved you, the same gospel that saved me, the same death, burial, and resurrection that saved us, we're just shared with one another. And, that, and, that, and that's why I try to remind you constantly of the price that was paid for you. Because I'm hoping that it will move you and motivate you to say, well, if God, if you love me this much, that do you, you saved my wretched soul. You know I was no good, God, but yet you still saved me. You know I was up to no good, but God, you still saved me. You know that I wasn't walking in accordance to your word, but Lord, you still saved me. Having that in mind, we need to do the same thing. Instead of judging folk, instead of looking down our nose at folk, we need to understand that the same grace that was given to us, the same reconciling that was done to us, we need to do to other folk as well. Get, 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 get beyond yourself. Realize it ain't about you. There's far too many people that are dying and on their way to hell, and we're still waiting up, sitting back waiting on a program to come along and help us. Y'all, 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 y'all waiting on, y'all waiting on, and you should wait on the evangelism class, but each and every one of you had your own personal testimony that you could have shared with somebody. You work with folk 40 hours a week. Have you shared the gospel with them? 
Have you told them about how God has saved and transformed your life? You got, you got folk in your own family. Have you, have you shared the gospel with them? Listen, have, you, have you told them the truth of God's word? Have you told them that there is a coming judgment? That God is going to judge this world. He's going to judge the, the wickedness in this world. And the Bible said that they'll be without excuse. But sadly to say, it won't be because of us. That will not be that ambassador. That will not represent the kingdom. You know, let, 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 let me, my question to you is, what are you going to do with this message? You know, I, I hope this is not just some cute message that, you know, you, you'll take a few trinkets from. My, my, my prayer is that this, this, this message would move you. When, when, you, when you begin to look back down over your life and see how God has brought you out. When you begin to look down your life and see what he's brought you through. Listen, listen, listen. wait a minute, wait a minute. When, when, when you look down over your life and look over all the stuff he's forgiven you of. God knew that you did it. He just didn't hold it against you. And as ambassadors, we are to do the same thing. Why? Because we have this ministry of reconciliation. I'm trying, I'm trying to win you for Christ. And understand, it, it will not come from a, a message preached by this pulpit. It's going to come from you out there. You need to go tell it on the mountain. Down in the valley. You need to tell them that. We all have that responsibility. So don't just sit on this message. Listen here. That's what he says in verse number 19. He did not impute our trespasses against us. To impute is an accounting term. It's to credit. In other words, God didn't charge us E, 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 listen, even though you're, you're, you're guilty, you're, 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 it ain't like you didn't do it. You, you, you did it. God, God, God just didn't charge it to your account. And understand that there's no sin that's going to go unpunished. And understand that it's God that poured out the, 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 the penalty for your sin on Christ. He didn't charge you for it. You have the free gift of grace. And that same grace we're to use as ambassadors for Christ, for the kingdom of heaven. If you're going to heaven, you ought to be wanting to take as many folk as you can with you. You see, because, 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 because Satan is on his job. And he wants to take as many folk to hell with him as he can. So, so, so if Satan, which is this wicked being, is on his job, 
We as the church need to be on our job and we've been called to be ambassadors. Because of all of this, all of this goodness that we've received, for us to just sit on it and not share it with anybody, it becomes an embarrassment. I would be ashamed of myself if I had to stand before God and I'd never shared the gospel with anybody. As a matter of fact, the Bible says it. In the book of Mark, it talks about if you'll be ashamed of me before men. In this wicked generation, if you'll be ashamed of me before men, and my word, I'll be ashamed of you before my father. And I don't want to bring any shame on God's name. I don't want to be an embarrassment to God. Because I know what God has done for me. And understand the same thing that he did for me, he'll do for others. I'm not that special that God only did it for me. No, the Bible says that he died for the sins of the world. Here's what that means. That means everybody in this world has the opportunity to be able to come to Christ. It's not God's will that any man should perish, but all men would come to repentance. But we know that that's not going to happen. But don't let it be because of us. If you benefited from the grace of God, if you know, you know that God has forgiven you of some stuff, and listen, there's some stuff you're going to commit going forward. God has already taken care of it. God has already satisfied your sin debt, both past, present, and future. He satisfied it. And so therefore, we are to be ambassadors we're to share this with the world. I'm a kingdom citizen. And I live like I'm a kingdom citizen. I'm no better than anybody on this earth. But I got a kingdom citizenship. And there's some rights and privileges that come along with having a kingdom citizenship. There's an abundant life that God gives us in the kingdom citizenship. But more importantly, there's life eternal in kingdom citizenship. I know and I realize that there is a life beyond this life. That there'll be glory in that life. And it won't even be able to be compared with any of the suffering that I'm going through right now. So I'll suffer right now. I'll step out there and tell them about the goodness of Jesus Christ. Even at the risk of being rejected. Tell them anyway. Preach in season, out of season. When they want to hear it, when they don't want to hear it. Even if they look at me like I'm crazy, I'm going to still tell them this is, the, this is God's word. 
I know it sounds foolish to you that I, just by me believing that a man gave his life on Calvary's cross, stretched out his arms, was nailed to in his hands, nailed in his feet, and died on a cross, but rose on the third day. You tell, tell me that's all it takes? Absolutely. But you must believe it by faith. You, you, you must believe it with your heart. It must be received. You must walk in this. You must demonstrate what a saved life looks like. Because God never saved us to stay, for us to stay the same. The whole intent was that our lives might be transformed. Listen, this is no different than, than what, 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 God, what Jesus told Nicodemus in the third chapter of John. He said, you must be born again. This, this, this time, foolishness to Nicodemus. How, how can a man at my age be born again? Can I go into the womb of my mother again a second time? No, he said, no. That which is born of the war, flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. This is a spiritual rebirth. It, it, it's something that's done on the inside of us. Our soul has been regenerated by the spirit of Christ. And then it works its way on the outside. The Bible says that the preaching of the gospel is foolishness to those that perish. But I'm telling absolutely. Come on, preacher. Amen. Amen. It's life. It's life. So I'll be that ambassador. Because I don't want to be an embarrassment. I don't want to stand before God. And he asked me, why didn't I? Why didn't I witness to this person? Why didn't I tell that person about the gospel of Jesus God? Why didn't I open my mouth? Why didn't I live right before these folk that they might receive it? I don't want to be an embarrassment to God. And I don't want nobody else out there. I don't want to step no stumbling blocks for nobody out there to where I'll be an embarrassment before him in how I live my life. Ambassadors live according to the king. It's because what the king said. It ain't got nothing to do with what I say. I live in the purpose of the king. Why? Because it's the king that saved me. I didn't save myself. So what will you do with this message? Because you've been charged. You are an ambassador. If you name the name of Christ, you are an ambassador. Will you be like the young son and have a favorable report coming back? Will you be like that older son? who was a disgrace to his father because he did not take the message. He did not give that message. The last verse of this chapter really epitomizes the gospel message. Listen to what it says. It says, for he hath made him to be sin for us. Did you get that? God made Jesus sin for us. It was God that did this. 
it was not us that did this. When Jesus hung upon the cross and God poured all of your sin and my sin on Jesus Christ, past, present, and future, he became our sin. As a matter of fact, he became me. I should have been on that cross being nailed to the cross. Yes, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I deserve to be on that cross, but God made him sin for me. Who knew no sin. He didn't die for his own sin, but he died for our sin. He lived a perfect life down here on earth, but he yet died for our sin. That we might be what made the righteousness of God. Here's what that looked like. God, God, God treated Jesus like he was us. And because Jesus did what he did, he now treats us like we were Jesus. Now we have the righteousness of Jesus. In other words, when we sin, God sees us through the blood of Jesus Christ. He does not see us according to our own sin, but he shows us by the blood of Jesus Christ. And what Christ did for us. Yes, he died over 2,000 years ago. Yes, he died on an old rugged cross. Nailed him in his hands. Nailed him in his feet. Pierced him in his side. Yes, he hung there and stretched him wide. He died upon that cross. Hung his head in the locks of his shoulders. Gave up the ghost and died. Yes, they took him down off of the cross. Put him in a bald man's tomb. Yes, he rose on the third day with all power of heaven and earth in his hand. All power of heaven and earth in his hand. Yes! Good God Almighty, thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for all that you've done. Thank you, God that you're not done yet. Thank you, God, that you sit at the right hand of the Father and you're still making intercessions for me. Thank you, Jesus, that you're still praying for me. Thank you, Jesus, that you're going to come back and receive me unto yourself. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You did for me what I could not do for myself. You took the bullet for me, Jesus. You died for me. That I might have eternal life. And I'm glad about it. Are you glad about it? I'm glad about it. Amen. You please stand to your feet. The door to the church is open. What will you do with this message? What are you going to do with this message? The door to the church is open. Is there one? Is there one that will come? You can come by Christian experience or you can come as a candidate for baptism. By all means, come. By all means, come. This may be the day. This may be the day. What will you do? Amen. 
Amen. And you may be seated in the presence of God. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, I feel all right now. I feel all right. He's all right. Is he all right? He's all right with me. Glory to your name, God. Oh, you're so worthy, God. You're so worthy, God. You can't tell it like I can tell it what the Lord has done for me. You see, I, I know where God brought me from. I know where he brought me from. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. You're worthy. You're worthy, oh God. You're worthy, God. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're worthy, God. Thank you, God. Come on, let's give God five, two minutes of praise if you would. Just, just stand to your face. Let's, let's just praise God for a minute. He's worthy. He's worthy. The scripture said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. He's worthy, I tell you. He's worthy. He's worthy. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, give me some tears. Give me some. Give me some tears. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Glory, 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 glory. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes. Amen. 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 Glory to your name. Listen here. Listen here. Listen to me. I pray that the message did not fall on deaf ears. Please, it's time for us as the redeemed. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's time for us. Stop, stop waiting on other folk to do what God has told us to do. We have a responsibility to share the goodness of Jesus Christ with this dying world. Amen, amen, and amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. He is worthy. He's so worthy. Glory to your name. Amen. 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 Well, if our hearts are satisfied and we know that Jesus Christ is Lord, let us stand now. Yes, that's all right. That's all right. Praise him. Praise him. Don't let him praise him by himself. Praise him. Yeah. It's always good to go out on a praise. Amen, amen, amen. If you desire prayer, come down to the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Worthy is the Lamb of God.
who takes away the sins of the world. Glory to your name, God. He's so worthy. He's all right. Glory to your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen, amen, amen. Let us go before the Lord. Dear eternal God, our Father, we come to you today, God. We thank you and we praise you. We honor you today, Father, for your word, God. Oh, your precious word, God. Lord, we thank you because your word took upon flesh, came down and showed us how to live these lives. God, we ask that we'll be obedient to your word, Father. God, if we don't honor anything else, Lord, we pray that we honor your word. Teach us, God, how to obey your word, Father. How to be governed by your Holy Spirit, God. God, we are ambassadors. We are representatives of the kingdom of heaven, God. Here on earth. And so, God, I'm praying that, God, we'll take our roles as ambassadors serious, God. That we'll understand that there is a coming judgment. And, God, I don't want anybody's blood to be on my hands. So, God, I pray for this church, Father. I pray for every effort that we put forth, God, to reach the lost, Heavenly Father, Lord. That, God, it will be blessed by your hands, Father. And Lord, we pray that you'll keep your hands on us. Keep your hands on this church, God. That, Lord, we might be a blessing, God, to the world in which we live, God. That, God, we will be a beacon light that they might be able to see Christ and glorify our Father which is in heaven, God. Teach us how to live as kingdom citizens in this upside-down world, Father. Go with us and stand beside us, Heavenly Father, Lord. Give us that Holy Ghost boldness to speak your word, Father. We open our mouths and you'll speak through us, God. Now bless me as we depart from this place. Go to our various destinations, God. Keep us in your care. Father, look upon our sick list, God. We're praying for our sick, God. Lord, we're praying for those, Heavenly Father, Lord, that may not be on the sick list, but yet still sick, Father. God, we pray for the Williams and the Hodge family today, God. Praying right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you would touch Deacon Williams, Sister Williams, Heavenly Father, Lord. God, as they laid to rest, Deacon Williams, dear mother, Father, touch right now in the name of Jesus, God. Heal like you've never healed before, God. And Father, we pray for Patricia Page, God, and the passing of Brother Andrew Page, God. I pray that you would strengthen her in the Lord, Father. And God, I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you would give her strength, that you give her peace, that you give her comfort, God. But God, also give her wisdom, Heavenly Father to be able to navigate through this, Father. We thank you so much, Heavenly Father, Lord, that 
both individuals are with you to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So God, we thank you for you welcome them into your kingdom, God. But Lord, we're still here. We are ambassadors, God. Let us do our jobs, God. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. Bless us, God, until we come again, until we meet again, that you might be glorified. It is in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now may the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, may it rest, rule, and abide with us now, hence and forevermore. Let every heart sing. May the Lord bless you. May he bless you real good.